Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of our Customer Focused Selling Podcast. I'm your host, Jason Zult. And again, for the second episode in a row, we brought in Mike Dahlman. Thanks again for coming in, Mike. Happy to be here. Love talking sales. So last week, we talked a lot about opening. And, and what I really got out of it when we were talking, it's about getting to the point quickly because anything outside of that scope, they're not really going to land with them. That really has stuck with me all the way through to when we're talking today. And I just really love how you gave us some great connecting questions to ask to figure out where people sit in that opening. And I thought after we've talked about opening, I kind of want to move into the next step, which is investigate. So as you remember, so we've done our opening, we've walked in, we figured out where people fit on that grid. And now we're doing the investigate piece. How's this estimate going to go? What is it going to look like? So I kind of wanted to start with, for you, Mike, what do you find has been your top open-ended questions when you're doing the investigation piece? When I, when I look at investigations and openings, I really try to blend the two as much as possible. When I'm investigating what's important to people, I, don't, I think it works best when they don't really know it or when they don't, they don't feel like I'm, I'm, I'm doing, like I'm investigating or going for something in particular. One of my first, when I get to kind of pass the open, I'll often just ask people whether they prefer to start by sitting down and chatting about the job or whether they want to start with a walkthrough. Hmm. What I'll find is for like a thinker, the opportunity to sit down and chat before they have to walk through is a breath of fresh air. They're like, yes, yes, yes. I've got, I've got a ton of questions and I just want to sit down and ask you all my questions, right? Because hmm. they've spent hours preparing for this meeting. They, w- they don't want to not have the chance to ask their questions, right? That would be like the worst case scenario for them. Whereas a director is going to be like, not a chance. Why would we sit down? Like, let's just, let's go. Like, let's, let's go. Let's this. start like, walking through the house. It. I've got my list for you, right? Yeah. Oh. And socializers, they might even hand you the list and be like, go walk through the house without me. That's where you kind of have to, might have to wrangle them a little bit. And the socializer too is just going to want to get right to it. From there, it's, it's just, it's past experience. It's, for me, a lot of when it comes to moving, it's specific items. Trying to pick out things and identify things that would have meaning for them. The great thing there is for the people that are to the left of the line, the people that are more, or sorry, above the line that are more relationship oriented, picking out those pieces is going to elicit a story. It's going to give you an opportunity to kind of build that relationship. And for people that are below the line that are more task oriented, it's going to give you an opportunity to demonstrate your competence. You're going, to, you're going to be able to explain to them exactly how you do things so that they can visualize because a lot of time they're, you know, they're, they want to visualize, they want to see it. They wish they could see you move before you move. So you're kind of giving, painting that picture for them before you, uh, before you move along. I think when you look at somebody who's more direct too, obviously the questions have to be more direct. I've definitely had the experience of being with a director asking them a lot of open-ended questions about their staff and their past experience and stuff like that and getting one word to two answers like how was your last move because okay what was good about it there's nothing wrong with it okay (laughs) and then just having to be like look man like i need this to go well for you i need you know i want a five-star review and i i want you to be sounding board for a business or like a a promoter of our business. So when you look at what's really important to you and what you need to see from a like a vendor or um, somebody you're going to hire for moving, what would it what would it be? 
what's really important to you? Just like really direct, really straightforward, right at the heart of it. And you ask that direct question until you get that answer. Because at the end of the day, like that's all they need to see to book with you. So if you if you miss that with them, no chance. Because that that is their one hundred percent all their criteria. So as direct as, as you have to be to get that answer, you need that answer. What I also like about what you were saying there was when you talked about already thinking about getting that five-star review, I think is super key and something that we've talked about with our franchise partners and with our estimators out in the field is it's really hard to get that five-star at the very end when you're, when you're finished moving the job versus if we start embedding that idea now that we want that five-star review and we continue that down that process makes it much easier to understand what their expectations are around that as well. And makes it easier for us to get that review in the end, which I think is super important. And as you were talking about asking questions and you were saying the director kind of giving you those one word answers, what are some other things that you've noticed? I'm kind of talking about active listening and what does that look like? So you recognized it in those kind of one word answers. What are some other key things that you've noticed when you've been in the investigation stage around asking the right types of questions and what your active listening looks like to, to get to their world and what that looks like for them. The mistake we often make is we take the first answer. You ask that that direct question, like what's most important to you? And they go, price. And you go, okay, it's price. It's like, okay, so price, so with a director, you might say, so you're looking for the cheapest possible movement. And they would go, no, like absolutely not. And you're like, you know the answer is no. You're just pushing them to say it. You're like, great. So for you, price means what? Like you, you don't, you don't want to pay more than you have to. Yeah, great. So what do you need to see? Like you know, as long as it's as long as the price fits your budget, you know, what are the things that you need to see? What does great look like for you? He's like, well, you know, they might say, well, you should know that. It's like, yeah, well, I mean, I know, I know all the things that we can do, but I don't want to waste your time talking about all the things that. You do. I'm trying to understand what's really meaningful for you because for some people it's all about timing. You know, you start to give them a couple examples, right? Some people it's all about timing. For some people it's all about wrapping. For some people it's all about the you know the experience they have and the people that they get to work with on move day because move day is a long day where you spend a lot of time with these guys and then they'll zero in. That's when they'll zero in because like for directors sometimes you go you get it's like we talked about giving them choice. Mm. Here are your three choices. Like, yes. is it this, this, or this? And then they'll give you an answer once they have choice. But when they're asked to kind of shoot from the hip or pull it from them, they're not always willing to, to give you that, right? Mm -hmm. I'm actually a little stunned because when you're talking about that price piece and people moving on when they hear that, oh, they must be thinking it's the cheapest, and you ask them that additional question, my brain was just like, that's a huge aha moment for me. And just some of the conversations that I've had, I was like, yeah, let's dig a little deeper. And, and it could be something completely different. And just recognizing that, I think, if we can, we can stop the podcast now and be, <laughs> be done for today. When, when I think about a lot of, that's probably the most common piece around, oh, I didn't get the job because of price. Well, now I'm going to think back to myself, oh, did, was it price? Or did I dig deeper to fully understand what that means? That just is super key for me, kind of. As you were talking about, I'm still I'm still stuck there because that was such an eye-opening moment for me. It's kind of speaking of that, and we're kind of talking about like getting to the heart of the questions. 
What other types of questions have you found that's really helpful to either get past that surface level and really look at what the customer's concerns are? We talked about price there. What are some other things that you've learned or you've, you've seen that has been really helpful to get right down to what the customer's needs are? Just before I move off the price piece, I think like, obviously that's a great direct question to ask a director. I don't know that that's the right question to ask every client around the customer focus 100%. I think what we have to keep in mind that we all would say price when you ask, what are your top three criteria? Everybody's gonna put price on there. And I think what that means is all else being equal, I'm gonna take the cheapest. But what we fail to listen here in that is all things being equal. Well, how often are all other things equal, right? Like, you know, I might want the cheapest iPhone, but I need an iPhone because I think it's the best. But if somebody asks me what are my criteria, I say price. Well, you're going to pick the cheapest, most expensive phone or something for, as an example, right? Like searching for a car. Well, what's important to you? Oh, price. But I need a 4x4 truck. Okay, so you're choosing one of the most expensive vehicles on the market, but you want the cheapest one of those. So if you, we get to the point where we understand what the, those criteria is, and you know, and it's, it's, it's exceptional wrapping, it's, it's the timing and whatever, they want the cheapest as long as they get those things. So if you can show that you can provide those things that are really important to them at a level that nobody else can, make them feel like uh, the price is a deal for what mm, you're providing, yeah. then, then you're hitting price. So essentially it's just, you're getting, you're getting more value with us than anybody else. And that's when they feel like you've hit their price criteria, not when you're the lowest price. Because I don't, I don't know that I've ever met somebody that legitimately wants the cheapest slash worst of something, right? That's a great point. Yeah, you're like I, I just really want the worst TV possible, but it's cheap, right? Oh yeah, that's that's really important to me. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you could probably get one for free that doesn't work, but is that what you really want? Well, no. Like, do you want it to be the size of a loony or a a dime like no like i want the i want the cheapest one that's 55 inches yes. or, or 70 <laughs> inches right yeah i may not spend 10 grand on a tv because i think that's too pricey but i'll spend five grand on a tv yeah. and someone might think oh my gosh five grand is so expensive that's the other thing we're kind of moving into price a lot which i think is a, an important conversation to have when i've talked to some of the estimators they go oh man i'm doing an estimate it's four grand i'm worried about presenting that price and at the end, they've realized, oh, this person's moving a $950,000 house. So four grand to them isn't a big deal. We have to kind of step back and look at where the customer is in their journey, right? What you're talking about. Totally. Yeah, I've, uh, that's a great question because I've uh, been coaching people for a long time and I've seen that so many times, like where the salesperson isn't in the same, say, financial stratosphere as their client. So they're presenting a price that they couldn't afford, but it's pennies for their client. Somebody tells you price is the most important thing and there's a Ferrari in the driveway, get what that means, right? Like they, they probably bought the, they tried to get the best deal they could on a Ferrari, yeah, right? Of course, it's, it's still, it's a, still Ferrari, a Ferrari, <laughs> right? So, so just in understanding that like, you know, when you, like you said, when you go into a $1 million, $2 million house, um, chances are they're expecting to pay more than you would pay for your one bedroom apartment on a big one, right? Mm -hmm. um, coming back to your earlier question, just about the open-ended questions or, or the investigative questions, for me, uh, where I've seen kind of the, the doors 
blow wide open is when uh, we do the walkthrough, and I ask, I, I ask like just questions about things like around the house, um, and then when we when, when we're done the walkthrough, I, I come back to something that they said. I act, I listen actively throughout the walkthrough, and and I went, you know, based on what you called attention to throughout the walkthrough, you know, it sounds like this is really important to you. Sounds Ooh, like the yeah. quality of the, you know, wrapping this or wrapping that is really important to you. If if I get that right, they go, whoa, like, this guy really gets me. And, and he's always listening for what's important to me. And then they'll just be like, yes, and this, and this, and this, and this. Like, because they know, because what it did is it opens the door that whatever they say, I'm listening. Mm. So that's when they'll they kind of spill their guts on what's really important to them. Like they'll add stuff and they'll, they'll go add this and this or you know what I mean. So then it just you know opens the floodgates. Does that just kind of come naturally to you in your head, or are you noticing? Are you writing down as they're describing something and they're taking a little bit more time with? What are your tips to kind of catch those important things that you want to make sure you repeat back to them? Yeah, I think when you go through a walkthrough. So I mean, obviously it's different when they're leading or when you're leading, right? I mean, that, you know, customer-focused selling, like, you always want to be leading, but the sometimes the perception is that you're leading, and sometimes the perception is that they're leading, and you want them to have the perception that they need to have. But I think uh, notes are good, but you uh, depending on how much they talk. So if they're not talking a lot, you want to take notes every time they speak, because when they speak, that's because something's important mm. to them. Because they're only speaking when something's important to them. Now, if they're talking a lot, you want to gauge the emotion of what they're saying. Or you want to gauge, like, if they touch something versus talk about it. Or when they uh, speak from the doorway versus walk into the room and, like, go That's go very over interesting. something. Yeah. Right? Like, you're just, the, generally, proximity means importance. We talk about, like, if a customer leaves us while we're doing a move, they trust us. The further away they are from us, the more they trust us. In this case, the closer they get to an item, the more important it is to them. And it's like, man, another mind-blowing thing earlier. I love that piece of taking the time as you're walking through. What's the body language look like? Where are they in the room when they're pointing out the grandfather clock? Maybe they're giving it a caress. Or you know, even a director, if they're walking in to point something out specifically, then you're like, Ding, 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 ding. This is something I need to kind of keep in my back pocket or make a note of it. What I hear you saying is there's really an importance of retelling the customer their answers. When you're kind of at the end of that investigation is really kind of mentally going through. And even during that, what are some ways that you found that are effective in retelling what the customer is talking about? Yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, you can certainly do it throughout the walk through, I think. Sometimes if you save it to the end, the impact is greater hmm. because, you know, if it's been five or 10 minutes since they mentioned it and you bring it up, then it really shows that you were listening and taking notes versus, you know, addressing it right away. The simplest way to do it is what I heard you say. And if you can pick up on language that they use and, and say it to them in the way they would say it, it really lands. Trying to th I'm trying to think of like a like a catch word that somebody would use. Like if somebody just says that has a lot of value for me, right? You obviously want to use the word value 
when you refer to it, right? You know, I noticed that that has a great deal of value and that has a great deal of value, right? Versus saying important. Like it seems like a small thing, different people, different words hold greater meaning, right? So if you use the language that they use, you're more likely to, to have it land when you're sharing what they share. So uh, if I could put that a different way, it's like you almost want to be a mimic, like a parrot. Like when a parrot sits and kind of listens to the same words over and over, if you've ever had a pet parrot, I never have. But I've heard, I've seen the videos on, on YouTube where they'll repeat kind of key phrases that are said in the house a lot. So think if, if for a suggestion for our, for our estimators or our people out there who are speaking to our customers is thinking about how did they say that? How do I parrot that back to them kind of using similar language? Mm-hmm. And I think the other piece would be for maybe the, the, the socializer or the relator. I mean, even the thinker to some, to some degree, just different uh, motivations. There's often a story. And if you can say, if you can, there's a, or a why. So if you can, if you can also repeat the why, or if you get, if you can explain the why, then that's when they're like, okay, not only do you know that that's important, you understand why it's important. Because if you understand my why, you get me. So what would you say kind of in this section of investigation, what would be your biggest takeaways as they're maybe pulling up to a house or they've got a bunch of estimates on their list? What do you think are the key things they should implement today moving into what they're going to do around this investigation the simple one would be as soon as you think you understand it ask one more question mm-hmm. and, and what that does is it just goes if you're just asking you know in a in a different way do i understand this yet do i grasp the full importance of what you've told me and then the other one would be always be listening active listening and listening not only to what they're saying but you know how they're saying it their body language their inflection like you know active listening isn't just like listening and asking questions it's being very perceptive as mm. you listen and looking and even looking for what they don't say where did they where did they refer to something and you saw maybe negative emotion talking about a past experience or did they seem agitated when they talked about when you would be there or the timing of things just really really reading and understanding the whole person Thanks again. I want to say to everyone listening, really appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to this. I've found this really impactful. I hope you're finding it impactful out there. Next time, we're going to move on to step three. Mike's going to come back for one more with us, which is fantastic. I've gotten so much out of our last two uh, episodes. Really looking forward to a third one with you talking around presentations. So thanks again for your time and everyone will catch you on the next episode. 